Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1410. Take everyone's mentorship, take everyone's advice, but you know your business best. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Mark Green here. I'm a car care fanatic. You know that. And I've discovered Migliori Luxury Car Care Products. Migliori Strata Coating is a ceramic treatment that you can easily apply by yourself. It provides your special vehicle with a high-gloss finish and lasts for over a year. Migliori Strata Coating features an extreme hydrophobic finish, so water sheets right away, reducing water spotting, and it makes your car washing a breeze. With over a 100 positive reviews on Amazon, this is a time-tested product that's made here in the USA. With fall and winter on the way, protect your vehicle's finish with Migliori. You'll find all their premium car care products at MigliorioWax.com. Plus, you'll get 10% off at checkout by using the code CARSYEAH. 10% off, what a deal. That's M-I-G-L-I-O-R-E-Wax.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from a very beautiful part of the world. Kelowna, British Columbia, up in Canada, Jason Latoski. Jason, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. All right. And actually, what I should say today for our listeners, instead of buckled up, do you have your gloves, your helmet on, your riding riding uh, leathers, and your boots? Because we're going to talk about motorcycles today. This is going to be really fun. Jason Latoski is the founder and CEO of Tunnet, a motorcycle community app built for riders for riders. Jason is a 27-year-old entrepreneur who is motivated to build a global motorcycle community with Tunnet. In just eight months, Tunnet was already a number one trending lifestyle app on Google Play and has over 170,000 active users who post, connect, and share their writing experiences on this lifestyle app daily. At Tunnet, Jason and his team aren't just motorcycle app creators. They are a company that live for the thrill of ride, helping other riders build a community to get the most out of their motorcycle lifestyle. So Jason, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about this business you've created and a very obvious passion you have for motorcycles? 
Yeah. So I guess, I mean, it all started when I was about 12 years old. Um, that's when I was the first uh, dirt bike riding. So years and years ago, I guess, a long time ago for me, <laughs> maybe not for you, but started riding when I was 12. And I actually originally started on a 1980 RM80. And it was a, a dirt bike that uh, my dad had bought me for $100 from an auction. The throttle used to get stuck on and the clutch barely worked. So it was like the most dangerous bike I ever rode in my life. But, uh, and I was so scared to actually originally ride it. And then he, he kind of like, you know, pushed me to ride it, pushed me to ride. He's like, you'll like it. I know you will. And, and finally one day I gave it a shot and I actually did like it. But then, you know, kind of, uh, didn't ride as much as, as much as I wanted to. Cause, you know, obviously you, you can't go up to the bush just every day. The next year I ended up starting a glow stick company when I was 13. And uh, I made $8,000 selling glow sticks at concerts. I took the money. I actually originally wanted to help my dog and get surgery for my dog with cataracts. But he was he was pretty old. And when we looked into fixing his eyes and stuff, the vet said since he was so small, he could die. So I ended up taking all the money and putting it onto a dirt bike. So I bought a 2006 KX100. I rode that for years. And then, yeah, and basically rode dirt bikes for 10 years. Uh, and then went to engineering school in college and worked in civil, mechanical, electrical engineering, as well as some structural engineering work. Went back to school after doing that for a couple of years. Uh, did business school, majored in accounting and finance. And that's when I bought a street bike after selling my dirt bike. I didn't have a track or anything to you know, haul my dirt bike around where I was living at the time. So I ended up buying a street bike. And as soon as I bought a street bike, I found it was really hard to find friends to ride with just in the road motorcycle world. There wasn't any groups or anything on Facebook. So I started a motorcycle club and then the motorcycle club started to grow really fast. We had a clothing line. Uh, we put on big show and shines and a bunch of other stuff. And then kind of where I came up with the idea to do Tunnet is community to build motorcycle riders. Yeah, so that's kind yeah. of my story in, in terms of the bike life, I guess. Well, very cool. I think your middle initial should be E for entrepreneur, Jason. It sounds like you have it in your blood starting young. Uh, when I was young, my parents bought my sister and I a Honda Trail 70s. We used to go camping down in Baja, California, down in Mexico. And we'd ride those bikes up and down the beach all day until they ran out of gas. I remember one time running out of gas about two miles away from our campground. I had to push the thing all the way back. I learned that lesson the hard way. Heavy. Uh, yeah, they're heavy little bikes, especially in the sand. I uh, learned that. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> loved loved riding bikes and uh, a lot of dirt bikes back in the day and actually rode street bikes for a while. I had an MV Agusta F4. That was crazy. I don't know why I bought that other than it was beautiful and a Ducati Monster 750 that was a great bike to ride. So uh, I share your enthusiasm. Well, as we continue on your journey, I would like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. It's a nice way to get the Operational tires turning here on cars, yeah. So, Jason, grab the handlebars and twist the wrist. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I obviously there's lots of different kind of quotes and inspirational quotes out there. But you know, one one thing that's really personal to me is when I started Tunnet, I ended up meeting someone in town here. His name's Jeff Keith. He runs a venture capital firm. He's a really nice guy. He's really you know supportive in the Okanagan here and helping the entrepreneur ecosystem. And so he actually took me under his wing and started mentoring me when times are tough or, you know, times are going well, one thing he always said was, you know, build the fastest growing, biggest, best, most badass company you can possibly build. And he says, but make sure when you're building that company, you're making the decisions you think are the right ones, even if you have mentors or advisors giving you advice and telling you to do otherwise. He says, you know, 
because if, if it fails at the end of the day, you're the one who wants to be the one to make the decision and know, well, what if I did it, you know, my way or what if I did it a different way? He says, like, take everyone's mentorship, take everyone's advice, but you know your business best. And so that's kind of what I live by. It's just, you know, building the best team, the best company as fast as we possibly can. And, you know, but making sure that we as a team are making the decisions for the company. Well, it was great advice from him. I think a lot of it is going by your gut, I guess. It sounds like that's what he's kind of saying. You know instinctively almost all the time what's best for you and what's best for your company. And there's always people willing and out there to help you. But sometimes they also want to guide you down a different path. I had a good friend and I lost him a few years ago. He was a racer and he built a huge empire in the trash business. I made a lot of money. I mean, the guy's got more cool cars than you can believe, private jet, boats, house, everything. And he thought, and he told me this one time, I was having lunch with him and he said, you know, I thought I was the smartest guy on the planet. So I went out and bought another business thinking, oh, I can make a lot of money doing that. And he goes, I, I lost half the money I had because I didn't know anything about that business. He said, my, my ego kind of got in the way and I didn't listen to people. I just did what I wanted to do. So he went back and bought another trash business and made all his money back. But uh, I, I think that's the key point here you're trying to get across is uh, go with your gut instinct. Uh, listen to other people, but make your own choices, right? Yeah. I mean, like you, like my biggest thing, uh, my biggest piece of advice is always get mentorship all the time, you know, to solve problems and challenges. But, you know, you know, just realize where their expertise is and, you know, they're going to give you opinions you know, based on their expertise or their, you know, personal experiences. And that isn't always the right thing for your business. So yeah, right. we're on the same page for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's go back onto your automotive journey, your life here and share a story that instigated this passion you have for motorcycles. You kind of touched on this with your dad buying that bike for you, the the dirt bike, but then you got into street bikes. And then I like the story about, you know, you found an empty spot there where you needed to find friends and groups and things. Was that really the pivotal moment when you knew that you were a bike guy? I mean, I would say I didn't know when I, my dad first bought me a dirt bike. Like, you know, he he had to actually force me to ride it pretty much. Um, but as soon as I bought my own 2000, I remember, I'll never forget, 2006 KX100. That was right after, you know, after I had the other bike for a year and a half the RM80. And, you know, as soon as I started riding that, I had, you know, two, two friends in school that we all rode together and we would just rip up the road into the bush. Hopefully we didn't see any cops or anything because it's a kilometer up the road, but they'd always wait for us on Saturdays morning. Yeah. Here they come again, Jason and his friends. (laughs) There's always a bunch all around in the neighborhood. Anyways, as soon as we started riding dirt bikes and and we make our, we made our own jumps and little mini tracks that, dangerous and hill climbs and stuff and that's kind of when i knew i was going to be a motorcycle guy and then you know i never i I always wanted a road bike and so when i ended up selling my dirt bike it was like you know it it sucked i didn't have a truck to bring it up to the bush i was going to school so i needed some money from school for school and uh and then you know shortly after i i bought a street bike for for half the price i sold my dirt bike an older one, but still bought one. And and, that, and then that's when I was like, yeah, you know, I still love riding. And, and now I do a lot of track uh, racing on my uh, on my street bike. So Very cool. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. You, ta- you sound like a guy who likes to take some challenges, try new things, create new things. I think that's fantastic. But of course, like all entrepreneurs, sometimes you hit walls, sometimes you fall down, sometimes things don't work. So walk us through 
a specific situation that didn't work out for you, but more importantly, what was the lesson learned there for those listeners who might be going through something similar? And uh, tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you moved out of that with your career and your business and your life. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was almost, it was with Tonnet actually, my, one of my biggest learning experiences. So when I first started this company, I had no idea how to build a tech company, like no idea. Like, you know, there's a million people out there that want to build some app or some tech company or something. I've talked to, you know, I've talked to at least 50 entrepreneurs who want to go and build a tech company and they just say, how do I start? Where do I start? And so that was, you know, that's where I was at. I had no idea when I first came up with the idea, how I started to build an app or where I would, you know, who I would talk to. So I had talked to hundreds of riders first and they all said that they wanted an app and that's how I knew I had to build an app. But what happened was, is I, I ended up meeting a guy at a friend party, birthday party actually. Uh, and he said that he was a motorcycle mechanic and he also worked for a tech company and he was a developer and that he could build a, an app and he builds apps, but he actually just built websites, which is a completely different thing in the tech world. But anyways, um, so I was like, oh, cool. This is a tech guy. He can build an app for me. So we, we partnered up to build Tunnet essentially, or what back then was called uh, bike app. After eight months, he was building the app. I was meeting with him every few times every week. You know, it, it usually when you build an app, it's like three to six months before you'll even see a prototype. And so, you know, six months went by, finally saw the prototype and, and he's like, yeah, it's an app. And I started testing it and, and showing it to some people. It didn't have the functionality that I wanted. And I just got a mentor at that time as well, who was a technical guy. He worked for Microsoft, actually. He managed a team of 50 developers. He was a part of an accelerator here in the Okanagan. So they helped you know, help tech companies build tech companies. And so he started to do an audit on the code. And uh, he found out that this guy, the developer, had uploaded screenshots and basically built, wrote almost zero code and completely screwed me over and faked oh, it no. to build an app. Oh, yeah. So it was eight months of time. And this guy completely lied and scammed us or scammed me. And like, I, you know, I had a, I have a co-founder that started Tonnet with me and, and, you know, he helps with the financing side and, and, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff, but, you know, also enthusiast, but between me and Paul, it cost us $64,000 for the mistake Ouch. over eight months. And, and, yeah. and so that was a huge hit and, and. Yeah. I mean, there's bigger mistakes that are made, but when, you know, when that's like all of your life savings and everything you have, significant. It's, a, yeah. it's a big, yeah, it's, it's huge. And so I don't know how I found the motivation to keep going, but I did. I, I would, I mean, I would never give up ever, but you know, it basically had to start from scratch again. And so my mentor at that time really helped me find a developer and his name is Steve Azo and he's our CTO now. He's basically a co-founder of the business. Um, and we've been working together for about two, just over two years now on, on the biggest piece of advice from that is definitely make sure you get a mentor, know where, you know, what, know the areas and your strengths and, and know your weaknesses, but in those weakness areas or, or the things that you don't know, like mentorship is, is key. Like you said about your friend, right? Like you never know everything, even if you know it as in this industry, you still don't know everything about it. So right. always search for mentors, always validate things through through mentors and advisors. Yeah, you know, and I appreciate you sharing a painful time, but this is a story that is repeated over and over again. It's happened to me as well. And it's super painful at the time. And the only way you really come out of it is to stop, lick your wounds and go, okay, what did this teach me? Not what did it do to me? What did it teach me so I don't do it again? 
and so I can move forward and get this thing done. Uh, they're really painful lessons. In your case, a very expensive lesson. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that you didn't give up because entrepreneurs don't. They just don't give up. They just find it yeah. way. <laughs> Uh, no. And I, and my hat's off to you and your team for doing that. But I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. God, it's, a, it's a message and a story I've heard over and over again. And like I say, it's happened to me as well. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. And, uh, and it's I, hard because you always think about yourself too. Like you always, you're always hard on yourself. You know, you're always like, it was my fault or, you know, but you know, sometimes you do your best to try to prevent those things and it just happens, right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, luckily, I married a, a great lady. We just celebrated 35 years, and she's always been good to kind of touch my shoulder and go, okay, what did we learn from this? What did you learn from this? How do we move forward? Uh, don't sit and dwell on it because it's not worth your time. Yeah. Uh, move forward. Totally. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's hard sometimes, especially when it involves a whole lot of money. Uh, in your case, it was the same for me, and it's just so, so difficult. Well, let's uh, move on to a more positive part of our talk and talk about your first really special vehicle. Now, this could be a motorcycle or a car, but something that you got that had great meaning for you and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Yeah, I mean, uh, so for me, it would be definitely a combination. I would say my favorite bike would be probably the the bike I bought myself, the KX100. But for me, it was another one was like my first vehicle was a Ford Ranger, you know, just a little truck. And I at that time, I had a 2010 YZ250F. And so, you know, I would always just on the weekends put my bike in the truck and then go out into the bush and ride. That to me was every weekend I'd go out and ride, go to different tracks and different, you know, mountains and hills and trails. So it was definitely that Ford Ranger. I I miss that truck so much. I moved to Calgary after having it for four years to do engineering and I ended up getting T-boned my first two weeks oh, no. there. And oh, no. So, so that had the, the truck was totaled. So. That sucked, but, and then I ended up getting a car after that. So that kind of still had a dirt bike, still went to the track, but, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I missed that truck. So, well, the, the KX100, that Kawasaki is a great dirt bike, great kind of starter dirt bike too. It's got lots of power. And yeah, uh, you know, I'm thinking back before we had our talk today. I had a good friend, Robert Schmidt. In fact, I just saw him last weekend down in Southern California. He's still riding bikes. He and his brothers had off-road bikes and used to let me ride their bikes. And back then, this is 70s, I remember we had, uh, or he had, um, Yamahas, the, the old classic 70s Yamaha dirt bikes. Nothing like the, the KX100. I mean, the technology on bikes now, I wish we'd had that back then. And I'm sure Evil Knievel wishes he had it when he was jumping over school buses <laughs> and stuff. Oh, look, my gosh, you look at that that bike he was jumping on with the suspension. I don't even know how he didn't. Well, he almost did kill himself a bunch of times. Wow. Well, they're great, great bikes. Love them. How about Sellers Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned to let go that you wish you still had? My, uh, the last bike, my last dirt bike that I sold at the YZ, 2013 YZ450F. And I miss that bike. That was, you know, that's a big bike, fast bike, but you know, I don't have a dirt bike anymore and I, you know, I've been wanting to get back into dirt biking. So I wish I had that bike to go up and ride and I sold it a year after I bought it and I bought it new. So, so yeah, that, that I definitely miss that one for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, I would love to share more. Have you share more about Tunnit and I'll let our listeners know it's spelled T-O-N-I-T Tunnit.com. I'd love for you to share more about what this app is, why you created it what it's all about, why riders listening out there should jump on board and get this app and enjoy it. So take it away with Tunnit. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so Tunnet was basically, at its simplest form, created to support the riding community. And, and, you know, I came up with the idea because I started a motorcycle club because I wanted to connect and meet friends to ride with and, you know, and continue to meet friends to ride with. So Tunnet is a place where it's all motorcycles and only motorcycles all types of riders as well, all the way from, you know, scooters, cruisers, Harleys, dirt bikes, you know, all motorcycle riders are on the app and we all get along and, you know, just like a super positive, super amazing place for riders to connect. And, you know, what it does best is it helps you find friends locally to ride with, see what's going on in the industry, in your local area, or, you know, around the globe, you can check out the community anywhere. If you'd like, you know, you can, at your location to California, you know, and, and if you're going to go do your trip in California and ask the local community, you know, where the good rides are in California and, and all of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what, the, uh, you know, what the app is all about. And, and you know, and, and I don't want to get into the features too much, uh, but realistically, it's got a, a news feed. You know, you can message your friends. You have your own profile and you set all of your bikes in there. You can upload your photos of your bikes you know, have your your posts, everything like that. Basically, it's just a social network uh, targeted for motorcycle riders. And that's kind of the app. And what's amazing about Tunnet and what we've really tried to create is is a genuine, you know, all-biker community. And, you know, with 170,000 people on there, it's continuing to grow faster and faster. But with 170,000 people, they all are like that. They all are just straight motorcycle riders who love everything about bikes. And they love the community. And they really love what we're doing. And, and they always tell us that all the time. And so that's super motivating is for, for me and for our entire team. You know, a lot of our team is motorcycle riders. And, you know, just constant good feedback from the riders. And, and yeah, that's what we're doing. So Well, it's, it's really, really cool. I want you to explain to our listeners what the name means. Because it's on the website. Again, it's T-O-N-I-T. But I found it really interesting. How did you come up with this name? When we first started building the app, it was called Bike App because we didn't really obviously have an app or anything yet. But when we started thinking about what we should, what we should we do as a name? And, and I like to, like, for me, it's like, I like things, the, the logo, for example, simple. I like things just simple, clean, easy, you know, to understand. And so there's a saying in the 1960s and riders would say, do the ton or ton up. And there's a massive community born off that, you know, one that I, a lot of people would argue is like the original motorcycle community. And so they would say, do the time. And that means, you know, meeting up at the Ace Cafe in London uh, with a bunch of friends and and just getting together and riding across the bridge. And, and the ton is riding at 100 miles an hour, which back then on the cafe racers was like as fast as they would go. Now, you know, bikes go that quick pretty easily. But um, but yeah, so, so the ton is just it's all about community. It's all about meeting up with your friends and hanging out and, and just enjoying the motorcycle world. So so we said instead of ton it or, or ton up, sorry, we said, you know what, we're just going to bring it back and say ton it and create our own kind of meaning of it. So that's where it comes from. I love it. I love the history of it. I appreciate you sharing that. You, you followers can find the website, uh, ton it, again, T-O-N-I-T dot com. You can also follow them on Instagram. Got a great Instagram page, ton it motorcycles. Uh, check them out there. This is really great. I love everything about the idea. One last question before you, before we jump into the next group of questions here. Most people will ask this when it comes to apps. How do you monetize an app? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The best way is to, to, I mean, if you know what Strava is by chance, Strava is a, an app for, for cyclists and it's all about stats and performance and people pay to get more analytics on their performance. But for a ton of, we have 
you know, a lot of features that we're building that are, you know, super cool for the riding community. I don't want to say too many of them because, you know, they're a little secret right now, but, you know, one is like connected riding, lots of like local event searching and looking up and stuff like that. So we're going to have, you know, these premium features that you can just pay monthly for. And then, you know, 90% of the app will be free, but there'll be that extra 10% that you're, you can pay for. And then, um, secondly would be, uh, advertising. So, we're never going to sell data, but what we're going to do is, is we understand how the users use the app and what type of riders people are. Um, so, you know, we're going to be offering products that are similar to you as a rider and, uh, you know, working with advertisers to promote bikes, gear and everything, motorcycles. So eventually there'll be an ad model, um, with it within there as well. So if there's any listeners that are in the motorcycle industry and want to partner with us at an early stage, we're kind of helping other business grow their business right now. And as well as if they help us grow our business, we're not really interested in making money. We're right now, we're just interested in growing and making the best community in the world for motorcycle riders. Absolutely. And that's how most of these great brands start. Even think of uh, a company that comes to mind for me is House, H-O-U-Z-Z, if you're into home decor and modeling, furniture, building, architecture, and so forth. That company was around for several years before all of a sudden they started to monetize through relationships with advertisers and so forth. So. Uh, sounds like you're on a great path here with Tonnet.com. Jason, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal or twist the wrist. In your case, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car, or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride. And when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. 
All right, Jason, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I want to get into your skull and your helmet a little bit here. If you were a motorcycle, what kind of motorcycle would Jason be and why? Oh, man. I like to say, I mean, it's kind of funny, but I, I own a BMW S-Down uh, RR, but you know, I would say same bike. People who know me just know, like, I always go a thousand miles a minute. I never slow down. I like to play sports and, you know, I'm try I try to be as athletic as I can, but most of all, mostly German. So, you know, 25% German and, you know, my grandpa is a, an idol of mine, um, from Germany. So, so that kind of background of the German bike and, and something that's fast and go, go, go is, is for me represents me the most. Yeah. I think, think so. That's great. I got to ride some of those BMW bikes back when I was riding and, uh, man, smooth, powerful, wonderful bikes to ride. Oh, nice. I, if I was doing some touring, especially, you know, one of my dreams back then was to tour across Canada on a nice big BMW bike. I always thought that would be super cool. The bikes I had were not very comfortable after a couple hours of riding, not something you <laughs> want to be on all yeah. day, but they were fun. All right, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that BMW throttle. So here we go. What's the best motorcycle advice you've ever received? Okay, um, quickest, easiest way, always wear gear. When I started riding, people said that, and they said, you don't want to crash and hit the pavement. And sure enough, I did. And I got some big, like, major road rash and stuff that took months of recovery. So he also, like, honestly, always wear gear. Always, always wear gear. Be safe all the time. Would you share one of your personal habits? you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, obviously different things you could say, but for me, like my kind of thing is no matter what, what day it is, you know, rainy out, sunny out, no matter what, or your business is doing well or doing bad or always stay positive. Like every, like, I'm not even kidding you every single morning, I getting ready for work or whatever. I just try to put a smile on my face and try to be as pumped as I possibly can be. And as passionate as I possibly can be, but what I'm doing and I like step in the office and I pump the team up, I motivate them, I get them super excited. And that's kind of my thing. Like I just always am positive, no matter what, like there's no point to be negative ever. And even if it's a bad time, you still have to be positive. And that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to go through life. Uh, it's kind of that, uh, like there might be a bit of that book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. If you're thinking positively all the time, always on the upswing, always trying to be positive. It just emanates around you to everybody around you, brings people who are down up. So, so important. And it's not that hard. I always tell people, if you're having a bad day or a bad moment, stop and just think of two or three things you're grateful for. They could be as simple as the coffee cup in front of you. could be the roof over your head, the food in your refrigerator. It's impossible to be depressed when you're grateful. Uh, that's a little trick that I've learned over the years. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? I kind of think I know what it might be. If you want me to, to talk motorcycles, ton it, but. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> there you go. You got my or, prompt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, but I wasn't going to say that, but you prompted me. So well, you, you can, you can share um, another one. It, it's very typical, but I do a lot of research. I always have to learn and I'm always trying to stay ahead of the curve. So, so, so to me, like just looking up, like if I ever think like, oh, you know, what is machine learning or what is, you know, how do you build a motorcycle app, even at the simplest or how do you build an app? Like Google, I, I look on Google for everything. I do a ton of research all the time. 
And so, you know, and, and I just like follow articles and, and I do a lot of like short reading. So, so that's another kind of thing that I do. But yeah, so, so, but other than that, Tunnet. So there you go. Yeah. Tunnet, of course. And, uh, my son will appreciate that. He works for Google. So, uh, shout out to my son, Blake. Uh, Google it. As he always tells me when I call him and ask him for IT advice, dad, just Google it. You don't need to call me all the time. So, uh, yeah. there you go. Just Google it. Yeah. It's amazing what you can learn by reading things. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the motorcycle industry or automotive industry, whatever you'd like, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, uh, so motorcycle industry would be Keanu Reeves. I think his new motorcycle company, Arc Motorcycles, is, is super, yeah. super awesome. I think he's, you know, it's very kind of, he's got the same kind of vibe as, as our kind of company does. And I kind of do and same take on the motorcycle industry, really about community and that, you know, that feeling of riding. Um, or, you know, in the entrepreneur world, it'd be Elon Musk because, you know, he's always innovating. He's always solving problems and he never, he'll put everything on the line and he'll never let anything stop him. So, so that's an, another person. And, and I, what I like about Elon is he, you know, even though everyone thinks he's a genius and he's very smart, he even says to him, I'm not that smart. I just put together teams of the smartest people in the world to build something that, you know, I have an idea for and I'll just never give up on it. And, you know, he realizes where his strengths are and where his weaknesses are and puts together amazing teams. And that and that's kind of the same the way same way I want to build on it. Yeah. No, well, it's very smart. Yeah. I'd love to get actually both those guys on this show. Been trying to get Elon. He's a tough guy to reach. He's got a lot of walls around him, but maybe I'll land him one of these days. And, uh, Kenya Reeves, of course, that motorcycle, the arc business he's built is very fascinating to me. I love it when, uh, you know, famous movie star guys get into ventures, uh, and entrepreneurial businesses and do something. That, I mean, he's such a passionate writer, that guy. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, love to get him on this show too. How about a book, Jason? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would benefit from? Yeah, um, you know, for me, it would be Hooked um, by Nir Eyal. Um, it's, you know, more about habit loops and, and how, you know, people's brains work and how you get them hooked on, you know, idea, product or app or, you know, so that's kind of one thing that I've read. And, and so it's all about product and it's all about creating the best product for the user. So, so that's yeah. what I would recommend. Great book recommendation. You can find all these links, listeners, on Jason's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Jason Lotoski, L-O-T-O-S-K-I, and that page will pop right up with all these great references. All right, Jason, we're up to the checkered flag. And today I'm going to buy you any cool motorcycle or car you get to pick today that you'd like to have. Doesn't matter who owns it, where it is, even if you want to have Kenny Reeves build you a custom bike or anybody build you a custom yeah. bike. I'll yeah. take care of it for you today. But here are the rules to my game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or fund your business. That little financial trick's off the table. Two, you have to ride it or drive it. No garage queens allowed here, but I don't think that's a problem for a guy like you. The last part of it, though, makes it a little bit challenging. It's the only one cool collector bike or car you can park in your garage. So you got to choose wisely. What's it going to be? Oh, man, this is hard. I didn't know the third part, but... um... (laughs) Yeah, that one kind of limits I'm, things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so this one is the, is the BMW S1000 uh, HP4 race. So it's it's a it's a track only bike. I would definitely drive it. You can't make it road legal, which is the only shitty part about it. But that would be the number one bike that I would 
definitely ride and, and have if I could. So um, okay. otherwise it would be. Yeah, the HP4 race. Oh, my gosh. That's like a, what, a thousand cc bike. I think it's uh incredible. Yeah, a thousand is 215 horsepower. Yeah. And it's like 420 pounds or something like that. And yeah, uh, so yeah, it's, it's all carbon fiber frame, everything. So. Well, that's what makes that bike interesting because when I had my Ducati 750, I mean, that bike weighed probably yeah. 150 pounds more than this bike. And it wasn't close to what this bike is. But again, we're talking track bike, carbon fiber frame. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very cool choice. I was wondering how you're going to answer this, but uh, we stayed with the BMW family there, which is cool. And yeah. of course, a very special bike. I'd love to park that bike in your garage and uh, see. And, and I'm not, that. I'm not paid or anything by BMW. I, I like the bike. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, uh, I'm a BMW fan, a BMW car fan. I uh, had many BMWs in my garage and have a couple now, but, uh, yeah, they make great, great products. And of course, it's that German engineering and uh, they really think through everything. Well, Jason, you've taken us on a great ride today. This has been really fun to learn more about you and Tunnet. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you race off down the track in that BMW HB4? Oh, man, to be honest, just, you know, I always like to motivate entrepreneurs. If you have an idea or you're scared, just reach out to your local community or and tell people that you have an idea and tell people that you want to go and, and do something. So what I'm going to say is if you have something or an idea, just go for it. Make sure you talk to your, you know, your customers or the people that are going to buy this product from you and make sure you get mentioned yeah, and, and don't let anyone stop you. There you go. And what's the best way for people to learn more about and follow you at Tunnet? Yeah. So my name on Tunnet is Jason S1000 RR. And then, you know, you can find me Jason Sosky on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And if you have any questions or want to talk about Tunnet or, or entrepreneurship or anything, just feel free to reach out to me. There you go. Tunnet, that's T-O-N-I-T dot com. If you're a writer, if you know writers, connect them with Tunnet. Connect yourself with Tunnet. This is a very, very cool deal. Started by a true writer and a team of writers. Uh, fantastic what you've done. You can find everything on Jason's show notes page here on the Cars Yeah website. Jason, thanks for calling in today, being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your business and life with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. This has been fun, you bet. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!